on today's episode of Tech Taco. Oh, geez. Why is that? It's too many T's. Who's thought of you that? You would think you would know the name of the show that you're the co-host of. Who makes it with so many damn T's? Well, we add an extra T for some people, but <laughs> on tonight's show, we can learn about hot coolant talk. Yeah. Why Logan's not girlfriend is here in the studio. <laughs> and we have a exciting episode of Say It With Cooper. That's your favorite segment, right? Yeah. And make sure you guys watch the video of me crashing. Oh, yeah. We have a couple crash videos, but you can't watch it if it's a podcast. Anyways, if you want to know what we're talking about, you really need to listen to the show. If you want to support Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, thank Yamaha, Takomoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Seat Concepts, Fast Company, and you can always shop through Amazon on our links on dirtbiketest.com. And don't forget the push-through button on Rocky Mountain MC also on www.dirtbiketest.com. Now here's the show. And we're live on nope. Tech Talk now Talk. Oh, we're now we are? No? Now we're oh, we're starting with a no tonight. This is the no show where no, Jimmy, you can't announce the own the show that you invented. So what is the show called, Cooper? Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Right. And what do we do on this show? Talk about dirt bike and dirt like related pro- products. That's good. One of these days you'll spit it out like an announcer. <laughs> It, it maybe right after you stop crashing. Why did you have to band-aid up your arm? It was bleeding. I peeled off the scab. Oh, a scab. Yeah. From that crash? No, different one. A different one. Yeah. We got to work on this. Okay. My name is Jimmy Lewis. I am a washed-up ex-motorcycle racer, former motorcycle journalist. Um, I say um a lot. Do you have the um counter up? Yes. Ooh. You got the, You got the buttons pushing. So we have an um counter. We're trying to clean up our act around here. What show is this? Matt? 148. 148. You'd think at 150 shows would be a little more professional. This show would not be possible without the help of a lot of our sponsors. That, of course, is. You can say y- it. Yamaha, okay. Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, Bulletproof Designs. Hey, and Bulletproof Designs wants you to know that they have their new 2023 products coming out here that is like things like hand guards radiator guards a lot of the stuff that's real similar to other models if you're getting a new 2023 check out bulletproof designs for your protection let me tell you one thing about radiator guards by the way put them on before you need them because otherwise you're gonna have to buy a new radiator and then you're gonna put the radiator guard on and so you're one radiator ahead if you do it before they're all bent especially bulletproof designs because they're such a nice tight fit and they're so protective you don't want to try to put that on a previously bent radiator, which we had a couple looks at bent radiators today, huh, Cooper? Yeah, just Cooper. Cooper brought his bike by the shop today to get. Well, what did you think we were going to do to your bike? I thought we were just gonna like. I thought you were just gonna ride it and diagnose the product, um, the problem. I didn't think we we're gonna tear that whole thing down. Right. So I rode it and I diagnosed the problem. Yep. <laughs> which was pretty much the entire bike, and I, I think I saved him a lot of money in the long run because. And we'll know when we get the motor out of the frame because I'm pretty sure that his rod is, is it's probably where that bike is just running so good right now, but it's loose. And then the pistons flop. And I mean, you can actually, you can put your finger up in the exhaust port and tickle the piston. Do you know, Logan, do you know how to do this? Tickle the piston? You stick your finger into the exhaust port and you reach up there and you can grab the piston and you can, you know, on the top. I could learn. In about three seconds, you can learn. That's about how long you'll last when you tickle the piston. Um, and so it 
if you do that and it shakes inside there, something's loose, not good. And so I tickled Cooper's piston and I said, we're going to, we're going to do more than just this. Meanwhile, we were beating bearings out of the, out of the shock uh, linkage. Yeah. That's, yeah. that was to the point we actually had to cut the bearing race out and cause it was so welded essentially in there. That was after all the rusty parts fell out and the case was the only thing left. And the case was so compromised that the outer lips of the case had been punched. It, like literally they were so worn that when we tried to drive the, the bearing case out, they collapsed in. So, have so, oh, uh, we haven't, no, we haven't seen if he's using water for fork fluid. We haven't got that far. I, I was going to suggest that when the suspension comes off, maybe it's time to get service, but I hadn't even asked him at that point. We were, it was just, Everything needed a little bit of attention, and some of it need, needs a lot before it becomes a non-functional bike. So, yeah, good good times. Even we thought we were just going to maybe like like change a jet or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right, and 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 so we're doing all this stuff, and I kind of forgot the main purpose of him wanting to bring the bike over here. Is he said, yeah, my chain was missing two rollers on it. <laughs> and I completely forgot about this because this was a conversation like a few days ago. And of course, I didn't write it down. I don't remember things. And like we're tearing all this stuff down. I hear him on the phone trying to do something with sprockets. By the way, sprockets, DDC, DDCRacing.net. I know you were going to call Delaney Drive Components and try to get some of uh, these awesome. Yeah. They're our first sponsor of our show. Still here. Yeah. You should actually talk to Nate and say, hey. I'm a co-host on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Do I get a hookup? Yeah. Maybe a little discount or little something discount. like that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And find out what the discount cone is for the, the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday listeners. But anyways, uh, he's trying to get a DDC sprocket on there to replace his bent sprocket. It's still runnable. No, it's not. So anyways, yeah. It was so we the sprocket was bent. What else was what else was jacked up on that thing? A broken the tab broke off the frame. The exhaust pipe is bent enough to where it's not sealing up in the exhaust port. It was it's just a few things. So yes, Bob. Bob is raising his hand. She's raising her hand too. I'd, I'll you know, ladies first. The girl who is not Logan's girlfriend. Yes. What's your name again? Kyler. Kyler. Hi, Kyler. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. What do you think? Oh, thumbs up. That's good. Okay, Bob, your question. Have you ever asked your co-host what his uh, current educational career goals are? Uh, he said he's going to be a mechanic. He's, he's, it's, uh, yeah. Have it's, you been hit by the irony, irony train just like I was? No, no, I, 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 you give him a little while. They're only 16. Okay. Like he just started driving. Wait till his <laughs> truck breaks and then he'll be a mechanic. Well, it's already broken. I remember like two shows ago, me and Logan were out there tearing it apart. Window regulator. Oh yeah. No. Did you fix that? Or did your dad do it for you? Yeah, see, it's still... I, it doesn't I work. It still taped up. Okay, well, uh, good times. Um, you always know that uh, there's there's plenty of learning to be had around here. That's that's what we do at Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Enjoy the show. Try to learn something. That's the that's the uh, voice of a Tron voice. It's supposed to mean more than just me babbling, <laughs> right? Yep. Tell us about Yamaha Four Strokes. Yamaha Four Strokes. For motocross riders driven to dominate... The Yamaha YZ line of four-strokes bikes are built for victory. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and 250F 
bring the performance with powerful four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, both the YZ450F and 250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics package, and you can take precision tunability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive and industry's one free power tuner app. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone. You know, it's pretty cool when you get that Monster Energy Edition. Yeah. And then you you get some blue alloy bits. <laughs> and if you don't get that joke, you might have to look at episode 147. Right? Yeah. So, uh, good times. Um, hey, Fast Company, uh, one of our sponsors here, they make the Flex Handlebars. Me and Matt went to the motocross track the other night. Yeah. And he's like, hey, how bad is it going to hurt your wrists if you keep riding the stock bike with the stock bars compared to your bike with the flex bars? And it hurt. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, they make bad forks good. So we're going to get right to uh, some of our questions. Again, if you have a question, you can call in the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. Somebody's going to type it into the chat, hopefully. 775-318-5515. 775-318-5515. We'll keep that open for the first hour of the show. And don't worry, Matt, I have not forgot about that other thing. So that's good. Logan's typing in the right? best he can. Oh. You've been doing the switching camera angles and stuff like that, all those things? Done one. Just one? Yeah, good job. So very few technical difficulties. Um, Logan, you're doing that all wrong. I said, um, and I want to see if it went on the counter because he's doing all these different things over there. Yeah, you're... Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Fast Company products are American-made. Hey, they have flex handlebars for mountain bikes. And I'm not kidding. They're really good. Really? Because mountain bike suspension, frankly, just kind of sucks. Yeah. Because they they don't want the bike to wallow and move around. and, And Fast Company makes these bars. You have adjustable elastomers and... I really like them on my bike. I can run my forks a little bit stiffer, even though I have an e-bike and I'm a full cheater. I have a good time in that thing. So all good. Mark Daniels, he's got a, he's got the T-T-T-T-T. With the, that's the extra one. It's for tequila yep. and a cold cerveza hand. Good to see you, Mark. Uh, good to see a lot of our regular viewers. Feel free to call in if you have some questions. Hey, we're going to have some hot coolant talk tonight. Does that sound good? Hot coolant talk. Yep. I had a question from one of our uh, one of our guys. I got it right here. Um, his name. Oh boy. I didn't actually put his name on there. He's he's a regular, but he had a question. He basically said he's been having a lot of leaky seals on his both uh, KTM four fifty and five hundred around his coolant um, impellers. And those seals, and he wanted to know if if adding silicone or having silicone um, additives in the coolant was the problem for that. And frankly, I didn't know. Like, I'm not a chemist and I'm not a, a scientist. Maybe Bob would know then. No, Bob's not really anything. Bob just talks a lot and raises his hand. So Bob doesn't know these things, but he, he does he – does, troll all the internet form. So if there's a rumor on the internet form, Bob will know about it, but he won't admit it. So I reached out to Chris real and he said, the coolant question is good. I wish I had the original coolant question. (laughs) I didn't print it out. My printer was offset. So normal antifreeze and coolant is either 
ethylene glycol, EG, or propylene glycol, PG, and has demineralized water, which is very important. Okay. So what's that, Bob? Demineralized. That's what I said. So, so yeah. Deionized, demineralized. Yeah. Those things, those kind of waters. Those are good waters for your. Correct. So the active ingredient in most antifreeze is sodium. And of course, other corrosive inhibitors, lubricity agents and wetting agents to minimize hot spot boiling. The polypropylene glycol, no, propylene glycol, not polypropylene glycol, coolants are less toxic, so they are gaining in popularity. I am old school. This is Chris. And I like the ethylene glycol coolants for my dirt bikes as they can tolerate dilution better and have been known to boil water. And he has been known to boil water out of his bike and need to do a trail fill. So when a formulator, that's the coolant manufacturer, does coolant, the type of metals in the system are a prime consideration. Occasionally, coating agents are used that react specifically with aluminum or magnesium to minimize corrosion. And occasionally, a coolant will have some stop leak which are semi-solids that can contribute to mechanical wear, believe it or not. These solids are often silica and may be abrasive. And this is what the specific question kind of um, revolved around. Motorcycle-specific coolants are really good as the formulator knows the cooling system is small and the engines have aluminum in them. These are important things that you should know if you're learning something right now. There's Chris right now. The show audio and video is getting much better. Good job to the IT tech crew. Whoa. It's like two yahoos over there right now. Those guys didn't do any of it. Matt did all this stuff. <laughs> Actually, it's because I told everybody, or Matt told everybody to shut down their internet connected phones and quit wrecking the stream, boys and girls. Okay, back to the coolant. Calcium and other minerals are also abrasive, and that's why distilled or mineral-free water is strongly recommended for a cooling system, the minerals will condense and solidify on hot parts, particularly when the coolant level gets low. So when you see that white stuff inside your radiator and if you pull your coolant system apart and you see white coatings, that's calcium and these other minerals. The solution for deposit control is to change the coolant occasionally and use ready-mix coolant. And uh, if you need to add water to your dirt bike's cooling system, be sure to service the coolant when you're done riding. And so he's saying... If you boil boil coolant over and you add water, you're at some point you're going to need to add some coolant back into it to keep the ratio proper. I typically run mine a little heavy on the water side. I always have just because out here I know the water does a good job cooling. We don't need, quote, antifreeze that much. Yeah. So um, anyways – so if you need to re-energize the chemistry and our budget-minded guy, you can drain part of the cooling system and just top it off. So instead of just draining the whole thing and doing it, you can just add a little bit like I just suggested. This is a good one. In the event that you're out of water in your camelback and you need to use recycled human-filtered water or experienced PBR, as Chris called it, uh, be sure to have your garage helper service the cooling system. So in other words, like if I go out and piss all the water out of my cooling system, Cooper, mm -hmm. and you're my mechanic and you're working in my garage. Yeah. Well, that means you need to service my cooling system and be careful what comes out of there. 
For Todd on the 450 KTM, I suspect the cooling system just needs a bit more maintenance and to use the proper coolant and always mineral-free water as his wear on the seal and impeller is an abrasive contributed mechanical wear. Is abrasive contributed mechanical wear. So Chris is thinking that maybe he had a little too much of not very good water in there or whatever additive that might have been in there caused a little bit of problem. If he sees white dust or mineral residues in the radiators, this can be removed with a couple of flushes using white vinegar, 20%, and distilled water, 80%. Drain, fill, run on the stand with the cap off, and rinse. And you can do this multiple times, and this will kind of clean and attract that coolant. So this is the, the th- key thing for everybody. If you start seeing your radiators you know, pick up some of this white residue and stuff, 80-20 white vinegar, distilled water, run it through the system, get it warmed up and drain it right back out. And that will help. And Chris says he hopes that helps. Chris, it absolutely helps. You are a valuable asset to the show. And uh, we appreciate thing. Todd, I hope that helped your coolant problem. I hope that helped a lot of other people's coolant problems. And when I don't know the answer, I reach out to people to do. I don't go on the internet and make something up which I have a little bit of a rant later on if somebody wants to remind me uh, why I get pissed off. Actually, I think I put one of the I, – I sent Matt one of the questions. Did they make it to the to the question sheet, Matt? That's the question sheet. I don't see. Matt's not in here. No, I know. He's over there trying to answer the phones. Do we have anybody on the phones? Nobody's on the phones. Shite, so guys. Matt's in there just sleeping probably. He's probably hit, found my liquor cabinet. He's old enough, yeah, unlike you kids. So – uh, next question. It's from Joshua Adam Sandor. Any idea how much low end you lose by taking out intake reads? 21500 EXCF, PVC, PMB, and cap. Okay, that is okay. So the, we did get the questions in here. Okay. That's that's one of them. So this is the one that I responded to on a, on a form. And I'll talk about my form rant later, but. So what he's talking about, I specifically have experience with this. I specifically have put in and removed and put in and removed reeds on that bike and tested it with different mufflers and all different kinds of things, different ECUs and everything. And he said stock. He said stock engine, stock ECU, basically, and just an end cap. In my experience, and you can tell me if I'm lying here or not, what do my bikes, all my bikes have stock ECUs. The newer ones. Yeah. They all have a muffler or a modified end cap on them. They're none of them are completely stock with that pea shooter out the back and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All of my bikes have the reeds in them. And so the, I read 15 or 16, 20 different comments before I actually commented. Yeah. And I said exactly what I know that when you take the reeds out, you lose a certain amount of torque. And you lose a certain kind of throttle response. And I put it in there because I knew. Yeah. This is this is this is what I know from from riding it. And somebody came back and said, Oh, but on a dyno, that's not what happens. And it's like, okay, do you ride a dyno? Number one. Yeah. Where you lose the the torque and where the throttle response goes to crap does not show up on a dyno. I don't know anybody that rides a dyno and measures power where most of us really ride our bikes. 
And it's not when you put the, all the stuff on, you take it out of your driveway and go down the street and just whack the throttle wide open. That's kind of like a dyno. That's where you're going to go, oh yeah, there's a this much. The reeds are in there for sure for sound. The number one reason they're in there, but they have a secondary effect where they actually act as like a little bit of a, of a very minorly act as sort of like a, a supercharger because they're not letting that, that pulse, you know, where there's the cam overlap and stuff. They're not letting that pulse go back all the way to the air filter and have to get sucked in. It keeps that intake tract actually charged. I know this because I know the guy that, that invented it. I rode one of the very first bikes with the reed stuffed in it. And they're like, hey, go ride this. And the first thing I came back and I said, hey, like, I don't know what you did to this thing, but it has more torque. And it was a it was a bigger reed block and there's some other stuff. It was a prototype thing, but it was real interesting. And and so I know that I know the difference. I know where I ride. I know where most people ride. And a lot of times when people pull the reed block out, the throttle response and the torque response gets a little funny. So they don't ride it where it used to be better. And then, then they, and then, and then they start feeling this snap or this hit, which goes, oh yeah, that's more power. But I promise you, when you really need that power, it spins the wheel, and then you have a problem. Don't ask me how I know. I just made it all that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope that was clear. I want to make that very clear. So, yes, Bob. So Athena, the Italians, have, right, have been building uh, reed valves into cylinder heads race cars that have really high camber. And yeah. to increase, make it drivable at all down low when they're starting to come out of the port. Yeah, it's a high RPM engine. And th you think about it, the, the idea with these engines, the way they're building them is, especially with the KTMs and whatnot, is there, it's a high performance race engine that they're trying not to detune. And and they're trying to make it quiet. And there's, there's stuff that they do. So, it is a bit of a thing. I will guarantee you that the Reed Valve 500 makes less power on the dyno at high RPMs 100% of the time because it's restrictive. On the 350, a little bit. On the 250, not much at all because it just it's just not it's not restrictive enough to make that happen. But on the 500, I guarantee you. But I don't ride my 500 there that much. I wanna I want I want to have good power. Or I want it. So that's why I put that comment in there. And then, and then people are like, "Oh, dude, you, you know, you know." They didn't, they didn't come out and just say you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they just started spitting out all this other crap. What's that? That's an interesting noise. Where did that come from? Don't worry about it. Right? Is the whole show going to collapse? Victor, Andre, yeah, Andrade. She says you can buy pure Andrade. Andrade, you can buy pure glycerin. Glycerin glycerin and mix it with the water to raise the boiling point of the water a lot right uh victor gets banned from facebook a lot oh um and whether it's a it's a bomb of words or it's a you know an interesting thing that you probably shouldn't necessarily be doing or need to do but he does ride a cr 500 so there you go gotta trust a man logan says on youtube you you said you run stock ecu on your new bikes but then why does everyone say you can't add PB, PMB and cap aftermarket exhaust without aftermarket ECU? Can you explain their logic and why it's wrong? Okay, so you can do this and it does it does increase the flow a little bit. I mostly switch the muffler end cap and or to a different muffler to reduce the heat 
that's backed up by the muffler. And it, and it helps a little bit with a certain type of throttle response. It, it, it gives it, it gives it a little bit quicker of pickup. Like the, the stock ones, they don't, they don't pick up because it basically, the minute you start, you know, producing power, the minute you're starting to produce flow through there, it kind of gets backed up and it becomes a little bit of a, of a restriction. And so by just opening up a little bit and I run basically stock mufflers with the, with the, the, the very last little end piece, the perforated thing out of it. Sometimes I run with, there's a, there's another restrictor in there that might, that sometimes are short. I've shortened them before and made them a little less restrictive, but you can go overboard by cutting the stock one and make it worse, make it sound horrible. Number one, I don't have a ton of experience with the ProMotobilic end, end cap, but I do have a lot of experience with the FMFQs. And the FMFQ, you just slide it right on, and it it makes an improvement, and it reduces the heat, and it's not a problem. The stock ECU really, at that point in the system, the stock ECU can handle it because it's not flowing so much that it's really leaning it out a ton. If you go to like something like, let's say, an open muffler, like when you take the sound insert out, like on a, whether it's an FMF or a Graves or a Yosh or whatever, and you slide one of those on there that's open – for sure, then the then the EC, the stock ECU can't keep up, and it just runs horribly. Actually, it runs okay on top, but it, it revs so quickly up top that it makes the power kind of not so usable because it's super lean. Which lean means, like I always say, when you're tuning your fuel injection, lean feel equals wheel spin. So if you're if you want if I always say adding fuel adds traction, taking fuel away reduces traction. That's what you feel, and for sure when you just just take you can you can just take it and take your insert in and out and just go on something that's a medium traction surface something where the bike will spin up and take the insert in and out and ride it down there and feel how it spins up and you will see this so those are uh that's what i uh think and chris real who does a lot of he does a lot of sound testing so he knows about this yeah. says the reeds help on initial throttle the short intake column of air is not fighting a reverse pulse of pressure that's exactly what I said, except he said it better. That's that's why it's better to have that. So, do you learn anything yet today? Just today, or just right there? Uh, today, let's just do the whole the global thing today. Did you? Yeah. What, what's the best thing you learned today, Cooper? Um, that you definitely need to service your uh, bearings on your linkage. Right, and and the root cause of the problem is generally water. That you pressure washed in there trying to clean that off. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 I watched, uh, I observed him uh, pressure washing a bike earlier because that was his first job this morning was to wash. Um, and I did it wrong. All the so. bikes that Matt got dirty. And so uh, I, I, I watched a direct pressure application to swing arm pivot. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go help this out. So anyways, everybody on uh, Instagrams, thanks for joining in. I didn't see any questions come across there, but uh, a lot of people waved and did all this kind of stuff. So great. If you're wondering where you can find us, it's uh, dirtbiketest.com. Don't be like Travis. Don't crash and crash out on a Takasaurus. Um, did you get any of those ums? It's still at one. I just dropped three. I'm not good. He's slacking. Yeah. So we'll see you on the other side. And uh, don't forget, I just I just uploaded an I've Got You in My Pocket. And if you don't know what I've Got You in My Pocket is, 
it's an audio experience. And yes, I know I could do it with a GoPro, but it wouldn't be the same because I want you to close your eyes and dream you're riding along with me. Okay. With that, <laughs> we'll see you in the near future. Catch you soon. Instagrammer, see ya. I turn that off and we're back to the regular show. Right? Yep. Why don't you do the Yamaha two-stroke read? Bam, here we go. Getting all of our commercials out early. Yep, experience pure performance and exhilarating power with the full line of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. The revised YZ125 makes the perfect step-up machine featuring an all-new engine, revised six-speed transmission, new brakes and suspension settings, improved rider ergonomics, Ermonomics. Ah, oh, shit. Ermonomics. I was going to... Have a t- have a titty tail with your ergonomics. With aggressive styling and more. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider... Oh, that's another one. Ergonomics. Ergonomics. With, with front good, and yeah. rear brakes. Updated suspensions, settings, and aggressive styling. For a truly race-inspired look, check out the YZ250 and YZ125 Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. And for the next generation of riders, the YZ65, YZ85, and the YZ85LW deliver big bike specs and a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone today. I almost got my Instagram post all logged in when you did that. Good job. Thank you. I rode a YZ125. I felt like I entered the victory zone, like just by sitting on it. I sat on it and, you know, felt the new ergonomics. Then I twisted the throttle. You can listen to that on I've Got You in My Pocket, episode number, I think it's like 16 or something like that. Been a little while. So I'm going to describe what Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is right now. Jimmy Lewis and co-hosts talk about motorcycle and motorcycle product-related questions. Remember, guys, you can also call in to the Hot Seat Hotline at 775-318-5515 if you want to talk to Jimmy Lewis. Or I can answer your questions, hopefully. Yeah. So, anyways, the next thing on the thing is the next question. Adjusting float level video. Nice quick tip, and I hate carbs too. It's hard to be patient with the people who had bad mouth. F-I. Patient with the people who bad... Oh, pay... It's like bad mouth. Be patient with people that bad mouth FI. What's FI mean? Fuel injection. Oh. Did you learn something else today? Bam, right there. Right there. Fuel injection. I had to, it literally was like last Friday and Saturday was float level problem week. I had to adjust floats on three different bikes. And I fixed one of them, went out to the track, and I actually made it too low. And then I went, I went literally a half lap and the thing was fuel starving. So I had to go back in and do it. And what was really funny is we parked and another dude rolls up in a two stroke, parked right across from us, got out of the car. And what'd he do? Had to go into the carburetor and start doing jetting. I'm like, <laughs> F carbs. <laughs> so, over, so over carburetors at that point, I didn't, I didn't like them, but I got him, got him tuned up. I did that. I did it on that bike. And what other bike needed a. Oh, the Beta X trainer. That's what I did. That's what I did. The oh. cross trainer. I'm supposed to call it a cross trainer, not an X trainer. Cross trainer. We have a video of that bike. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yep, we do. do. We ready? do have a video of that bike. Are you ready of it? You want to see why maybe you should adjust the float levels? 
on that bike? Okay, we're gonna run a little video. Wow, the volume's pretty high on that, but this is normal. This is Cooper testing the float level on the uh, X trainer. Are you okay? Actually, he was testing the front brake. Front brake's pretty good in that bike, huh? Oh, it works solid. <laughs> a little bit too good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're not sure if that's what knocked the float level out of adjustment. Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> so, uh, Chris Hitchcock says, Electron or SC smart carburetor will solve jetting and nothing hits better than a carb. <coughs> um, Chris, first of all, carburetors should go to hell. Uh, and <laughs> I, I don't know if they actually solve jetting. I don't think, in my, in my honest opinion – and I've ridden a few of them. I don't think they're better than fuel injection for power delivery. And especially after riding the new KTMs, uh, those are really, really good. And it's going to, it's, it's a whole nother level up, especially for motocross. And I think you're going to find very quickly that fuel injection can hit better than a carburetor, a hundred percent better than a carburetor at any RPM. And not just when it's kind of bogging, from a low RPM coming into the power band. But I do agree currently right now, Chris, nothing hits like a carburetor. And so you're correct. So Victor says FFI. What is FFI? I'm guessing he was saying that about the fuel injected. Maybe there's a, he added another F. Uh, F like the word. Oh, okay. Oh, oh so he's, so he's doing, he's okay. joining the, parade well he's got a cr500 they don't make fuel injected cr500s yet <laughs> yet yet they will never will actually all right so another question actually pictures of honda's um johnny campbell posted some pictures of the old exp 400 which was the rally bike that honda ran in dakar when they were kind of experiencing experimenting with uh clean fuel injected two strokes mm -hmm. or that's what they said it was it was a it was interesting it was radical active combustion and they were it was basically they were detonating, they were pre-detonating the fuel and didn't work, obviously. <laughs> or, or, or Honda would still be making two strokes. Okay, next. Ollie Christopher says, right on, Jimmy. Yes, my beta has an old FCR carb. And yes, I like the FI better. I had to adjust my float right after taking delivery. Ooh. This is, um. I think that if you have a, a really good beta dealer they might know this because all you had to do was take our cross trainer and this bike had been to another media outlet, but they probably didn't notice this. You had just had to put it on a little incline, especially angling forward and it would start dripping fuel and the carburetors already inclined quite a bit to begin with. And I'm pretty sure that their bench, the key and carburetors are bench set up to be kind of level on the bike, not so much of an aggressive angle and the pickup tube, the drain tube at the, that goes out the bottom of the float bowl. So the float bowl drain, not the air bleeds at the top. If that gas gets splashed up forward and it's high, it starts leaking out. So this could be a more common than uh, known. And who, who knows? Uh, I don't, I got, we got, what do we get? How far did we go that day? 36, 38 miles or something like this? Yeah. Didn't you say we had to put on reserve? I put it on reserve coming down the road. Yeah. It ran out. It basically... But I was kind of surprised. I thought for sure I'd get at least 40 before it even hit reserve. But I'm most of it, it's not that it's running that inefficient. I think a lot of it was spilling out of the carburetor. And it it 
It was on its side a lot. Do you know how that happened? No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, so a little bit must spilled out so there. Many, yeah, must, so many must have took it. Especially on the side. Uh, Chris says, don't get me wrong. I'm stoked for that new TBI. I can't wait to try that. Yeah, don't try that unless you have about 10 grand easily yeah. accessible in your pocket immediately following your test ride. I have a problem <laughs> right now. <laughs> I don't... I, the thing is with the, here's where here's where it's good. So it's not the TBI that's good. It's the electronically controlled power valve. This is where they're going to be able to do really really crazy stuff. So next question. This is from ooh Les Drass bikes. Les Drass. Uh, Logan's already laughing, so I said it wrong. Let me see what it says. Les, Les Drax bike. Les Drax. Oh yeah. He He's, said. G day, so it's good day, right? Yeah, we went over this. All right, that means he's Chinese, right? No, Canadian, right? Oh, or maybe it's just a I don't know United States thing. I don't know. I don't he has does he have little beady eyes and live underground? Just just watch Geisup. <laughs> Guy spy. <laughs> Here we go. That going on. It's going on list. Geisup tales. What did I say it wrong? Probably. You say it, Logan. Exactly. I don't know what it is. Uh, you don't know what that is? Vlog on Stark Stark Varg. Hey, let's let's should we do that game where where you can't say the word but you can describe it and make make motions and uh, yeah. what's what's is that heads up or something? No. Pictogram or something. There's like that? no. No, Instagram's that thing that you guys spend all day on. Pictogram is the, the writing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't say the words. Anyway, so it's Gypsy Tales, by the way. Gypsy, not Geisup. I was close. It's okay. Uh, they sounded wet in the gusset with admiration. I'm confused. Oh, hold on, on a second here. Yeah, he's got he's got some Australian lingo here real quick. G'day. Just got Gypsy Tales log on the Stark Varg. They sounded wet in the gusset with admiration. Can you source, steal one, and review? Your content is God. Well, Jesus at least. <laughs> Cut out blasphemy if it's not Costas. It's God. I like God. That. <laughs> well, at least he knows what I think about myself. So I'll get straight to the point. Hey, uh, Les Drax, we, I have been told that we are going to get a Stark when they come to the United States. Now, if I keep up saying all this stuff, I'm sure it'll happen later rather than sooner, I would guess... But yeah, they they had a good collar on most of the journalists over there because I wanted to know about like I wanted to know about the charging. I wanted to see somebody talk about the charging, how they plugged it in, what were they using to charge it, how long it took, why were they only allowed to la- ride a certain amount of laps, what was the issue with the overheating that nobody seemed to talk about that was sort of happening. There's there was a lot of stuff going on there. How come they only got to ride it in sixty horsepower form and not eighty horsepower like they talked about in their really interesting guess what we're going to do video. And this is all the kind of stuff that, uh, these are the kind of questions I think a journalist should answer. So hopefully I get to ride one because if they just have people tripping over themselves to just say, Oh, it's great. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's great. They're not going to bother to come and have somebody tell you like it really is because that's not the message they want to get out there. Now, eventually the regular people riding it, We'll start doing it, but when you only have a small audience, small audience, and you don't have a lot of credibility, a history of doing this, you can't compare it to a lot of other stuff, then you don't get to uh, – you, you, 
you can say all stuff all along that the message doesn't travel as quick. But if somebody somebody that that, that knows this understands it's it's ridden Cannondales and Husabergs and bikes like remember when this crazy company Yamaha built a four stroke motocross bike that was right after you know Husaberg did it too by the way uh, and it was gonna you know change the world. And then they made a 250F version that was going to change the world. Well, stuff like that every once in a while happens. But a lot of these companies come up and they, they're they going to do stuff that's really crazy. And they, they sort of jump the gun. I mean, everybody will tell you Candle is probably one of the, the top 10 motorcycle flops, worst bikes ever. But look at the stuff on the Cannondale and compare it to a modern day bike. And then say, oh. There was something there. Yes, Bob. This may be a classic case of them not <clears throat> throttling their marketing department efficiently. Throttling the marketing department efficiently is what the Bob said. Well, no, the 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 the, the, the front man. He, I think that I honestly think that they they were in a position where they needed funding. They needed a round of funding, and you know this from your previous jobs and stuff. Like people say stuff. Because it, it can affect investors. It can affect stock prices. They need to show something to investors. Like investors go, well, you guys are just sucked up X amount of million dollars. And what, what do you have? And it's like, uh, well, we're going to announce it next week. And they're like, okay. Yeah, it better, it better work. <laughs> so there's, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. There's this whole business side, which I don't understand very well. I mean, you don't see me running a business podcast. I'm just talk, complaining about motorcycles all the day. Yep. Long. You actually do. I run a business <laughs> podcast. If, if somebody if somebody is going to invest some money in that company, they will hire someone like you to do due diligence. Oh, due diligence. Okay, I'm available for due diligence uh, for any stark potential stark bargain investors or any. Actually, if you want to get in the motorcycle business, first of all, I'll tell you it's a stupid idea because unless you really love it and you want to just dump money in it, if you got money to burn, you should just buy a trophy truck. You just buy or an ultra four car is even better because then. Uh, trophy actually, trophy trucks getting in all wheel drive so they can spend money exponentially. Yes, what do we got? You're hot. I'm hot. I know I'm hot. All right, thanks, Logan. Your mic. Check my grinder lately. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. SS, you should call in and ask those questions at 775-318-5515. Did you is read that, it? Is that mean somebody called in? Is that yeah. what that beep is? No, it's just somebody's running. Is your not girlfriend bored out of her skull with our show yet? Nope. Okay, just checking. Because we just mean to entertain here. Do you know how many other not girlfriends Logan's brought in here before? You want to (laughs) guess? Don't be giving her single signals. Yeah, just checking. Uh, Next question Uh, is from. Kreft uh, video. Adam is really good. I've run his stuff for a number of years. It's nice that he's local and rides the same train as I do. So a great understanding of what will work. Jake Matiers running Kreft on his 500 now and seems to be working well. Yes. So uh, we just we did a video. It's on, on the, it's on YouTube's Bob. It's like this other place on the internet where you can go and watch videos. Dirt bike test puts up videos there. And for the people that don't like to read, it's really I actually, good. I actually, blah, 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 kind of like what I'm doing here. And I explained the Kreft uh, suspension. 
I explained how we tested it and all the stuff that we did. So, yeah, I know Jake. Jake helps us at our schools up in uh, at uh, CISPA Cycles up in the Pacific Northwest. Cool dude. Yeah, cool dude. I think that one of the one of the best things about if you're going to have your suspension modified is having somebody that understands you and how you ride. And everybody says, oh, racers especially. I need factory. I need kit suspension. I need factory suspension. It's junk. It is literally junk until you have the guy that understands how it works, that goes out to the track with you and watches you ride and makes the changes based on his view of what it's going on and your feedback to come up with a setting. Until you get a setting in factory suspension, it's junk. So just buying factory suspension doesn't fix anything. It just puts the problem in a different location. So back to my suspension thing, I'm picky and I actually like the stock KTM suspension. So I sent him KTM 500 suspension that I was actually pretty happy with. But I said, hey, if I could improve it, I would want it improved here, here, and here. And they did that. Yeah. And so they, you know, and that's what any good suspension tuner would do. Had they come out and watched me ride, I promise you, I wouldn't have had to send the shock back. I think I sent it back two, maybe three times, two times at least. Yeah. It would have only had to go back one time because they probably just didn't understand well they didn't they didn't trust me you know they just yeah. didn't like <clears throat> not that not to say like i think they thought that maybe uh, they didn't realize what an emphasis i put on bottoming and why i why i do it you know it's it's kind of a it's a safety thing and i and and so the stock shock has really good bottoming control and they know this they actually call it a wall they say that they feel like the stock bottoming control on the ktm exc's with the pds is essentially a wall. I use that wall. I know that wall's there and I use it. I'm not afraid to run my suspension down and use the bottoming. And I think most people don't ever actually use the full stroke of the shock or they don't feel like they do. And they probably couldn't tell you the difference when they do and when they don't, because it's a, it's a big hit and that feels stiff or harsh to some people. So they did a good job. They, they really did. Good I'm, customer and, service, and, too. And great customer service. It's like, yeah. it's like first class. They're like scientists, like I said in the video. They they do this thing. Actually, somebody somebody actually asked me on the video, and I wish I, I wish it was on here. He said, what did I choose, like one to five? And I don't even remember going through that process where you, you, you pick a one to five number in there and like how stiff you want it, mm-hmm. which to me is like it's kind of a stupid question. It's like – you have to t- you have to say here's stock and I want it to be this direction or that direction from stock because stock is like it's one on plush and cushy, but it's a five on bottoming. So like where do I want it? I I wanted to keep the same bottoming and I wanted everything else to be a little bit stiffer. So maybe I put four if I had <laughs> I had to guess what it was. But that they did a very detailed ask question and answer back and forth. Like what was I going to be using the bike for? And, you know, typical Jimmy, everything. Like, what's your weight? Eh, it can be 180 to 220 pounds, depending on the beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so next on the list. Patrick Barry. I put Kreft on my KTM 350 XCF. The sag was spot on out of the box. It was glorious for the first 20 hours, then it suddenly got too soft. Don't know if I would do it again. Great technology and expensive, but my stock... 2020 KX250X suspension is better. Compared to his, I would say that that his his KX is more suited to the type of riding he's doing. 
It sounds like maybe track or something. Yeah, it's it's you know and what did he say? What he had a three fifty XCF. Yeah. Well, the KX two fifty comes with basically motocross suspension with softer springs. So maybe they just didn't make his suspension stiff enough, or you know he didn't. Let's see, first twenty hours. He also could have um, put sent it to Kreft before the suspension was completely broken in. That's a great point there, Logan. Believe it or not, because you sit around here and you actually pay attention. Unlike this, my guy, my new co-host. I don't know how to listen to ums, but I know how to listen to motors. Yeah. So. What Logan is bringing up is sometimes we see people that take their suspension right off the bike and send it to get because it's junk. I mean, stock suspension's junk, right? Everybody agrees with that except for me. Stock suspension is junk. No. Break before you ever send your suspension in. Break it in. Like put put five hours on it, and then then at least you can tell them what you want done to it, other than just stiffen it up. But you you can you can it it breaks the stuff in. The contaminants get kind of removed. It kind of, you know, polishes things up inside there. Just like breaking in your motor. Just break the suspension in. And then your service, because like Logan said, if you just took new suspension in there and you sent it to them and they put all this new stuff in there, that new parts are going to be breaking in some of the other parts and it's going to break in and then it could go. And I actually asked them about that. I said, hey, when when should I, when should I send this back in? Like, what's your take on it? And they said, well, with our, you know, they have some different coatings and finishes. And they said, we have pro racers that just beat the crap out of stuff that they need to, it needs to come back at 10 hours. Oh, most people we say, we suggest like 40 hours, but we have people that go 80 when you pull it apart and it's really not that bad. So 20 hours is sounds, if he's riding it hard and it sounds like if he's on a KX right now and he's liking the way that the KX works, which is stiff. Yeah. He might've been right. He might've been riding that, that KTM hard. So I think that's the the thing. Hopefully, Hopefully you guys are learning something from this. Hey, if you want to comment, if you want to have concerns, if you want to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, you can comment on our YouTube video. That's this. You can send us an email. It's my name at dirtbiketest.com or send it to Matt at dirtbiketest.com. No, Matt at jimmylewisoffroad.com. Matt doesn't have an at dirtbiketest email. I can't afford that yet. We're not there. Trying to get a couple more sponsors to bring in. Do you think Bob's arm ever gets tired from all the hand waving? He's so excited, though. He's excited about something. <laughs> does that scare you that Bob's excited for this show? It does. Okay, Bob? Uh, every successful race car driver and motorcycle racer uh, has a relationship with a individual engineer that is a good technical listener, and they're good technical explainers. Okay, so Bob says every successful race car driver or racer has a connection with his suspension tuner or chassis engineer or this and this is true yeah i know you know what i know some i know some people that just ride anything they, it doesn't matter they just they they realize that well actually they're less of a head case than their competitors and they just ride through it so yes bob i remember standing there watching Remember, you're not a host on this show, and if you want to, you just have to come on the other side of this camera. It doesn't a, bite. A young man and his dad come into the pro circuit pit at uh, Mammoth. Right. Uh, and his, all the young man could say was, it handles like a shopping cart. Right. Huh. <laughs> and so uh, Dr. Bones is standing yeah, so, so, yeah, so what do, you, what do you do? You're a suspension tuner, and somebody says, it handles like a shopping cart. What do you do? Like at that point. like So you, you take you, the clickers in, you turn them in. And turn them right back out? Turn them back up. 
Right. That's that's usually right. That's that's uh, I've seen that work before. Yeah, you know, turn it, put a turn a spring preload in it, and then like all of a sudden it goes from shopping cart to magic carpet. And then you ask, you know, then the kid goes out and you ask dad, so where were you running the ride height at? What was the sag? And he's like, huh? Yeah. Can I can I get can I can I when do I set where do I send it for the revalve? Can can you port it while we're at it? Port it. Reinforce your point. <clears throat> Reinforce my the point. Number one thing was making sure the sag was correct. That was the first thing. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's better. any good suspension tuner will usually ask. So this, I, I've I've worked with these guys before. I've they they ask you what your sag is. They say what's your what's your sag number. And generally, I know, but a lot of times I'm riding different bikes and stuff like that. And I'll say, well. I know it's good. I've got the, you know, I've got, I've got the balance right. And then they go, okay. Cause you start saying stuff like this and then and it's like, well, what's the problem? But if you don't know where your sag is or, or you can't say that it's proper or, you know, then they'll measure it. And are you measuring hot or cold? There's a lot of stuff that goes into this. And, and I see a lot of people sometimes, sometimes you just need to just get back to the basics and that's, that's where you start. And I would, I would never, ever send suspension into anybody. I don't care who it is, unless I could tell them what I was expecting the suspension to do better. And then that's their job is to, is to fix it. So last question, Bob. Oh, good. You brain farted. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, we're getting close. One more question there. We have yep. another one. Finding neutral on the dirt bike video. Margaret is asking. Finding neutral? Yeah, on the dirt bike. Okay. Did did do we have? The, is this our video? Must be. Okay. Okay. Who is it? Margaret. Margaret's asking. Finding neutral has never, never, been a thought for me on my five other bikes until this 2023 KTM EXC. The amount of pressure it takes to get it out of first or second. Takes it right past neutral, hitting it low or tapping it fast, either direction. Rolling the bike forward and back to relieve tension, I just keep trying and featuring and feathering until the traffic light turns green. So I'm going to just go down like, because I see this every once in a while when we're we're at our schools and I watch people struggle with it. The first thing is clutch adjustment. Your clutch is not completely disengaging the clutch and it's keeping tension on the transmission and that way it's not shifting freely. And you have to put so much tension on the shifter to get it to go from first into neutral, from second down into neutral, that it goes right past neutral because there's not enough detent on the, on the shift ramp to cause it to stop. So you put a lot of tension, it pops, it goes right into the next gear because the clutch, it, it's dragging and there's a lot of tension on it. That's number one. So check your clutch adjustment. Make sure that it's completely disengaging it. If you can... If you can shut the bike off and very easily find neutral, but then when the bike is running, you can't, it's generally clutch drag. So that's number one. If you can't find neutral when the bike is not running, in other words, it pops right through, then I would check the the shift detent spring. Uh, if the bike, she says 2023, yeah. that thing's brand new. Put some miles on it, honey. Yeah. Like ride it and and it will probably loosen up. Typically, KTMs for me take about three oil changes or about ten hours before they start shifting premium. You know, so yeah. And and the, the, one of the things that they do a lot of times when they break these bikes in is they just run them in a parking lot. And they're just constantly rifling through the transmission, just making shifts, making shifts. Mm-hmm. You know, putting loads on and off, on and off. Uh, and that brings me to another question. I think I sent it to Matt, but I don't see it in here. 
There was another question where a guy was commenting on, he had a KTM 300 and he broke it in. And then when he finally, after his whatever recommended break in procedure, he finally went to get on the gas and it just made no power. It just wouldn't rev up. Oh, and this was in another, you know, another internet group where he got like 20 things. Everybody told him to do everything under the sun. And they're like, oh, you know, your your fuel filter's plugged. Oh, the bike's a piece of shit. Oh, the, you know, it went it went across the it went across the spectrum on on all the different things to do. And finally, one guy said, "Hey, I had a similar problem, and my power valve spring was disconnected." And this is a brand new bike, and so so I, I saw this, and all I, I I couldn't believe the amount of comments of all the stuff that everybody threw out there. And half of them didn't even read the fact that he clearly described, hey, I checked my fuel filter. I did this. I did that. He did all these things. And they're just like, just, I got to, I got to put a comment in. I got to, I'm going to put in fuel filter. Okay. You know, <laughs> your ECU, you got a bum, bum ECU. You know, you got to get this. You got to get that part. Stock bike sucks. So this one guy said, hey, I tried this. The, the guy said, huh, that's interesting. It, it sounded like the same symptoms. He went and looked at it. Sure enough, the power valve spring which is the one underneath the power valve cover by the activation arm was not properly installed and hanging down and preventing the power valve from opening. It was locking it closed. So his power valve was not opening. This is a typical, like, you know, it ran fine down low and cruised around, but once he, you know, opened it up, it wouldn't go. He never noticed this for the first three hours. And so I was like, okay, you hadn't touched this thing at all because I'm under the impression and I've been, I I called KTM and I reconfirmed this today if you buy a brand new KTM before it ever leaves Austria, it started up two times. It started up and run two times. One when it's just an engine. The engine comes off the assembly line. It goes into a room. They plug fuel into it and they they run it and run it through the gears. They make sure all the gears work and they run it in there and they 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 do a sample power of it. And it's a it's a it's a pass fail test. That's it. And then when the bike gets bolted into the chassis, right before it goes and gets put into the crate, they do the same thing again. They run it through the gears and they, they don't even put gas in the tank. They, they just hook the, they hook the, you know, cause they don't want any fuel in the tank. They hook it up, they run it through the gears. And, and I don't think that one is actually for power or anything, but if that my, bike had gone through those things, you think it would have been caught there. But you think about the amount of the bikes they turn out. Okay. Maybe this is, I call them Friday afternoon bikes. And when I was racing for KTM and I used to get a supply of bikes, I got some Friday afternoon bikes where, you know, it was, I got bikes that weren't actually the bike that was supposed to be in the crate. <laughs> I got, I got a, I got a bike. It was a, it was called an EXCG. There was a fully street legal two stroke KTM 250 that had a Boy. double walled pipe and all this crazy stuff. And it said, it said EXC USA, not EXC G. And it just, it was just like mislabeled. So this kind of stuff happens. And I, but I was really surprised that, that nobody, that, that hadn't been caught. And that's why I asked him, I said, Hey, this thing was stock, not monkeyed with. And he's like, no. And so interesting that, that, and that, that kind of stuff happens. I suspect that, that somehow or another, you know, the dealer should be able to fix this or do it but you know who knows some dealers these days i don't know if they actually take it out and run it up and down the street when they assemble them who knows probably yeah. can't do it any for more for things okay bob this is your last hand raising is there a good one no they're, they're it's supposed to, the dealers, yeah. supposed to do that. dealers that's what that's what they call pdi right 
prep delivery yeah. PDI. That's what you pay like the six hundred dollars for. Yeah, I've paid that a number of times, and uh, I don't know why I paid for it because the dealer never saw the bike. <laughs> but uh, anyways, for hey, oh, what do we got? Should we go for the ad break? You want to? You're in charge. Eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock. Well, I guess we're going to... Do we have any more questions? Nope, that's it. That's the end of the printed out questions and yep. stuff? So you know what that means. We're going to take our break, and we're going to go back to the Taco Moto Rooster Endo segment. That's where we... You send in the picture of your bike. You had to have done it earlier, by the way. You tell us what it is in the mods, and we comment on it. And then somebody at the end of that will win a $100 gift certificate from tacomoto.co. I'd like to thank, additionally, Yamaha Scott Sports. You know what I wore... Sandy Valley at the motocross the other night, their goggles. Yeah, wear their goggles. It's good. Yeah, yeah. wear their goggles. Should we just stop right there? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to tell you about the the lens, and you just completely made the name of the lens just vaporize out of my head. But I'm going to go get one, and that's what we're going to talk about for our product tested it segment. It looked cool in your. Um, I I watched the. The part where you can the watch on, on I've Got You in My Pocket? Yeah. Dude, it, it, so I was wearing – so in the beginning, you know the sun goes down right into yes. the straightaways there. You're riding into the sun at like 8 o'clock at oh. night. 106 degrees, by the way. Ooh. 106 degrees outside into the sun. And I was wearing my um, light-sensitive lenses. Yes. And those are usually pretty good, but there was a moto like where the sun just went down and I couldn't see anything. And I'm like, I've got these other lenses. I'm going to get them. I'll get the name right. They were so bitching. I, like I was, I was seven miles an hour faster in every turn because I could see the turn. <laughs> so, okay, uh, let's go ahead and take our commercial break. Have you ever seen any one of my bikes? They all have flex handlebars on them. What are those, Jimmy? Well, Fast Company, that's www.fastco.com, makes the flex handlebar, and it's essentially suspension built into your handlebars. They make bad forks good. They absorb impacts like you wouldn't believe, and they're really tough. And I've been running them for over 20 years, and I don't think I've ever bent a set. And if I have, I forgot about it. It was a long time ago. So these are American-made products, and until you run them, you won't realize how good they are. The reason this works is the flex handlebar is stiff laterally through the steering path, but allows it to be forgiving from the load path without sacrificing control or input. This means it basically dampens the forces that you don't want and it doesn't affect the forces you do want. So it steers properly and takes the pain out of your wrists. So if you're looking for good feel in your handlebars without suffering from catastrophic impacts or complaining that your forks are too harsh, the Flex handlebar is the solution. They make other products like the spoke torque wrench, impact pegs, really trick brake clevis and brake spring kits, and clicker adjusters. So if you're looking to get some of this stuff, check out www.fastco.com. That's spelled F-A-S-S-T-C-O.com. Remember, two S's in fast. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. 
if you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before, and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested and ridden and raced and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. And we are back, believe it or not. That's, uh, I, I can barely believe it myself. So Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, show number 148. It's everybody's favorite time. Yep. Rooster Endo. So everybody says, why did you come up with Rooster Endo? Well, everybody likes to see their bike on the show, right? Yeah, it's cool. But what about the ridicu ridiculing and the the the... Yeah, what about that? <laughs> so the guy had the red power band installed. Oh, talking about the power valve? The power valve? Where, what are we on talking? which which one were we talking about the red power valve? Uh I Maybe it was the Margaret one about the neutral? <laughs> I don't know how the power valve know. affects neutral. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure, David, you're going to have to clarify that one. We should answer oh, this guy's okay. question, so we're done with questions. SS. Yeah. What does SS want to know? He says, I got a fresh 2022-300XCW TPI, trying to outfit it for deep sand riding. Have added a after filter... After... Oh, boy. Wait. Have added a air filter cover, rad fan, and Battlecross X, X10R tire. Should the stock oil injection be okay or anything else needed? I don't think that, that those modifications, in my professional opinion, would n need to change the the oil injection. I think you're I think you're gonna be okay. Yeah. I deep sand, I could see where if it was if you're really you know, they're they're actually here's the thing, is they're actually designed you know, to know when they're, you know, they're higher RPMs, higher loads and stuff like this. When the bike's like that, it's putting a good amount of oil in there. I mean, I notice it just on, if I'm out here riding kind of desert riding and doing high-speed desert riding where it's big throttle openings, I, I notice how much more oil I use. And I've heard that the range goes from like 61 down to 100 to 1. It's kind of like the Ooh. effective range. So when you're yeah. idling around, it's pretty much 100 to 1. And when you're pinned, it's 60 to 1. If you're using a good quality oil, 60 to 1 should be enough. And I don't think that, especially on a 300, that you're you're really gonna 
going to – I don't think that the the only thing that would really concern me would be the air filter cover, which would allow it to be a little bit leaner. But, in fact, I I don't think that's uh, – yeah, what what would what would be the per- I'm curious what the purpose of the air filter cover is. Like the if what that like what that did, did it did it help throttle did it help throttle response? Um and if you want to change well, no I don't think that the oil you're gonna be I don't think you're ever gonna be oil deficient. And if you're riding in deep sand, you might want to try one of the fuel tuners that allows you to add a little bit of fuel and just adding fuel will help it run a little bit. Um thing uh david Potts says it's a joke regarding all the comments and the guy with the ktm that wouldn't rev oh <laughs> yeah there there yeah there was people telling him to change his power valve spring and it was the power valve wasn't even moving so the spring wouldn't have done anything but yeah it's, that's the internet for you a lot of free answers kind of like this show you know what the show costs everybody free, free. but it's not free because we have awesome companies like Takamoto, Yamaha, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC. I wore Climb vented gear when it was a hundred and something degrees at the track. Yeah, and I was I was like in heaven, especially when the sun went down. Mm-hmm. Like you usually don't want to wear vented gear when the sun goes down, but out here, yeah, you do. Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, and Bulletproof Designs. And this is segment is brought to you by. Takamoto, we're going to get right to bike number one on Rooster Endo. And it's from Donald Bowerman. Donald Bowerman. All I see is checkers and kind of an out-of-focus photo. Maybe he's part of the checkers MC. Could be. What has it got? It's, got, it's a 2019 FE 501. It's a dirt bike. Okay, so he's he's done the important things here, by yep. the way. It's Naming very important that I want to have a picture of your bike, and I want to know the year-making model. Yep. It's a dirt bike, snow bike, supermoto commuter, and a trans-American trail adventure bike. The mods is black plastic kit with homemade graphics kit, M9 suspension, Vortex ECU, Promoto end cap, seat concepts wide, 3.2 liter tank, Cyclops headlight, sick-ass bar switches, and fender liter eliminator. tank. Did it say liters? It put an L, so I'm going to guess liters. It's gallons. 3.2 liters is like barely a gallon, not even a gallon, not even close to a gallon. It's under a yeah. gallon. Uh, Scott Stamper, Trail Tech, Voyager Pro. How I'm, close are L and G on the keyboard? Not close. Not close? I hope you didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna. I wanted to blame you. No, it said L. Okay, that's right. I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised you can pronounce L. Hey, get it, get it right. That's good. Are we done? Yeah, that's it. I'm sure there is more. But the build varies for extended use. The Swiss Army knife of dual sports bikes. That I, mean, I've, yeah. I you know, honestly, <laughs> that is the biggest range of bikes for a single use bike that I've ever heard of. Yeah, that's I mean, one, two, three. snow bike to Trans America Trail. That's huge. Yeah, those, those are two completely different things. I think. I I wasn't sold on the front fender. The front fender kind of like just attracted me. I just kept looking at it, and the it's photos like the horrible. The TTR one, the TTR. Yeah, it's kind of like fat and wide. It it doesn't help it that 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 look. He maybe it's like, like maybe it's it. like a prototype. Maybe he's prototyping something, and he doesn't want to see what it really looks like. It looks like he wrapped it in like Christmas tree wrapping. Yeah, it does look like Christmas tree wrapping on the front fender. Yeah. That's well, maybe that's what he says by custom homemade. It's, 
yeah, graphics just, kit. It's a, it's a, it's you know, you, actually, it's a great idea for cheap people like us or me. The he took the the you know that stuff you put on the bottom of your your drawers. You know the drawer. What do they call that stuff? Drawer wrapping oh, paper. Uh, drawer liner. Drawer liner. Yeah, drawer oh. liner. It looks that looks that looks horrible. Give it a roost. <laughs> I say roost. What do you? What, it. What, no, not no, not that far. <laughs> like just get it on the on the side of roost to where we know it roosts a little bit. That's I like the variety there. Okay, what's our next one? Our next one's from Mike uh, Betger. Becker. Mike Becker. Okay, yep. send me the picture. Hey, you know, you can get your bike on uh, Rooster Endo as well. You just uh, send us a picture. Send it to Matt at JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. He prints them up and uh, prints out the list of your of your things that you've done to it. And if you don't get it right, I'm going to come down hard on you. And I feel like I'm going to be coming down hard here. It's a 2020 EXCF 500. Ready for the mods? Yeah. Vortex ECU. Right. PMB end cap. And that's it. Well, that's not it. Because he has a P3 pipe cover and he has a Cherby's hand guards. But he does have stock tires. He has a skid plate of some shape or form. I don't it know. It's weird. It, I, I don't know. Enduro Engineering made some plates, but I think theirs have a little bit more coverage there. This could just be a sheet of aluminum that he bolted up to the bottom yeah, of it. That's what it looks like. Because it doesn't even wrap around. Too embarrassed to tell us about it. Uh, what else do we got going on this thing? A sticker. Uh, he has a sticker on the side panel. Yeah. He and needs a George sticker. And a sticker on the side panel. Nitro mooses, possibly. Why nitro mooses? Oh, because the sticker's on the rims? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Wow, that's a good eye, Logan. That could be nitro mooses, but if he put nitro mooses underneath the stock TKC tires, tires like that's like why? <laughs> why? <laughs> like why would you take why would you take those off and not throw them into the actually there's a recall on those I heard, so you can take them off and get another free set of tires. Endo. Endo in it. Endo in it. No doubt about it. Yeah, it just didn't take long for that one. Yeah, there was no effort put into that. Like the photo was good you, though. Hey, you got at least put thirty dollars worth of effort into your Rooster Endo submission if you think you're going to get a hundred dollars out of Taco Mike. Well, maybe he's like, "Hey, this is a sign I mean, that I need the hundred bucks." But you got to put a little effort. Nothing's free. If if we gave it to him, yeah, and he got it by with that easy, we'll call it easy money. He didn't mm -hmm. earn it. He's not gonna. He's he's not gonna feel good about it. And he's gonna expect that to happen all the time. Yeah, he's gonna be rolling around with his bike. He'll have a hundred dollars worth of extra mods in there. And thinking he's going to do something great. This guy didn't even load his bike out of the truck. Kevin Cole. Kevin Cole. It's a 2021. Here, hold KTM on. Let me, let me get you. Tell me if I get these things right. All right. Uh, double take mirror. Nope. It's not on there. Nope. Wow. Everybody knows I like double take mirrors and it's on there and it's not on, on his list. Does he say worn out tires? Nope. He needs some tires. Kevin, you need to get some tires in this thing. He's got a muffler and I'm not sure if is it a Graves. Yep. Graves muffler. Yeah. And so this means that he has a, a kit and he has some sort of an ECU on there. I can't see it, but yep. he has an ECU. Precision. A precision ECU? Mm-hmm. I don't even, I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, it's get ECU. Sorry. Get, a get ECU. Okay. So he's got the get ECU and the, and so this thing makes mean, sick horsepower. Look at the seat. Seat concept. Twice. Seat concept yep. seat. It's hard to see with the light. The lighting is bad on that shot. Actually, in the it's better on the screen. So... I'm going to guess some kind of headlight or head mat, uh, front mat. Oh, it looks like a Scott steering stabilizer. Yep. Scott stabilizer on it. That's a good mod. I just put one on my 300. I just got mine for my 300. They, they're, they're, they're through their back orders and 
I was able to get one. So super stoked on that because I did, believe it or not, I had a little tip over on that bike and I blamed a hundred percent on not having a steering stabilizer because I usually ride. I think most I was my, there for that. Most of my bikes have them and I, I really rely on the high speed damping and it, it knocked me. So, and I rode your bike and it had a Scott steering stabilizer and I said, what the F are you doing? Yeah. You yelled at me for that. Like he's got forearms for days or shoulders or something. Like Something that thing, strong. he had it. He had it cranked so tight. It's like it's like he's like he's like he almost broke my knob trying he's to a, turn it. He's a Perfect. wiggle worm in the sand washes. Like I want my bike to go straight. I'm gonna crank this thing up. <laughs> Endo. Next, you gotta right. take you gotta take your bike out of the truck unless your truck is super sweet. And then you gotta show the truck though. Yeah, you know, like try to show off the truck a little bit. Jeff. Or or maybe you know what we haven't got here before. Nobody shot their rooster endo picture with their girl draped over the bike. They haven't given us the old trance world test shot, Logan. Uh, Mike George sticker just fell off my bike. Oh, what does that have to do with what I was just talking about? I'm I'm, I'm sitting here. That's my. Girl. I'm sitting here trying. Random. I'm sitting here trying to get pictures of girls. My only secretly thrown into the show, and you you're worried about, about George. your George. My my bike would go higher now because that was the only reason it ended. Because of the George sticker? It was the only reason. Do you want to have a, you want to have a re, well, I, I, you got to submit a new photo. I'm going to submit I just, mine then. I just winked at Logan really hard. You know, you could set a standard. Yeah. I wouldn't put my girlfriend in the photo, but you know what I mean? Just anybody. You can find anybody around here. All right. It's you know what I mean? 2015. <laughs> <laughs> FE350. It's got MX Tech Luckies, bulletproof design shark fin, and chain guard protection, BRP Scott Stabilizer, TM design skid plate, fastaway lowering link slash linkage protection. Oh, God. It's that word again. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say titty again. What was it? <laughs> You're not going to. You just said it. You might as well just that you just right. own it. It's it's titty tail. The titty tail. Yep. IMS yeah. tank and pegs. Yep. Hammerhead shifter. Euro map. Euro map. Euro map. Euro. Euro map. Euro, yeah. On stock ECU with stock pipe. That means he imported a map from Europe and put it in his American bike. Nice. You think that's better? I don't know. No, not really. Like, why wouldn't you want the American map? Yeah. Good old red, white, and blue map. Heck yeah. You got some communist map in there, probably. <laughs> it's got a recluse and a clake SLR. Did I say that wrong? <laughs> so the clake is a clutch and a brake combined into one lever. It's an amazing contraption really? with with a magnitude of adjustments. So many adjustments that I don't think anybody in the world except for the inventor can actually get it right. Oh, you can probably tell that I'm not a super fan of this. Yeah. Because it's... Yeah, but you said it right. Thanks. I so I think we've had like three people in the class. Uh, in in the class, this is a by the way, my class is called Jimmy Lewis Off Road Training. Yep. I run a riding school where I can make you a better rider because the best modification for your bike, out of all the modifications we talk about, is a better rider without a doubt. Because that modification carries on to any bike you own. So if you want to check us out, it's www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. And what I was going to get back to the clake is three out of three failures <laughs> in in the class with that contraption. And, you know, who knows? It's it's very complicated. It's really interesting. Think about it. it as you pull on your clutch, it disengages your clutch and applies the brake at the same time. 
I find it really difficult because I don't, I don't associate those two fingers with my rear brake. And yeah. that's even when I put a recluse extra rear brake on there, mm -hmm. I don't actually ever use it unless I think constantly to use it. And the only time I do use it is when my bike is rolling backwards down a hill and it's for, sort of a last resort because I can't get my foot on the brake pedal. Uh, this bike, I like the photo. I like where it's at. Yeah, it's cool. It looks like I want to go ride. At? I want to ride off that mountain and down out to wherever. Looks like a lot of trails out there. It's flat. That's flat, but there's he's got mountains he's behind him. He's on the mountain. He's on the mountain. Actually, the photo's not really that good, but it, it does make me want to go ride, which is important in my world. What does this do? You you decide. I'm a roost it. I like it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that bike roosts. And we have what, one more? Yep. Hey, Logan, you're doing pretty good over there. I see you doing some work. It's not too hard, is it? Oh, my God. Is this two papers? Oh, no. Good Lord. You want to do this one? <laughs> well, I don't know. You give me the damn picture. Give me the picture and let... Hey, wait. It's more than two. It's more than two. It's two and a half pages oh, of I modifications. I counted out. This is a new record for the most mods. New record for the most... Mods, the good thing is he's got it leaning up against the wall at his favorite eating spot, which has chicken tenders and signature sides. And don't forget fresh meats. Fresh meats, too, yep. Fresh meats? Where's yep. that? Top. Oh, I can't White see. White letters. Oh, I can't see the fresh meats on the oh, on the yeah. photo you cut out here. I'll tell you what he needs. He needs some new tires. <laughs> I can see that from the photo. And maybe kickstand. He did put some effort into this and a kickstand so you don't have to lean it up against your favorite eatery's uh, wall. I don't have a kickstand either, but... You still haven't got one? Just got it. Got a kickstand. That's good. Kickstand makes a bike. Stand up. Yeah, you should run through this. You're oh, good at this. Jeez, oh. I don't know where I want to... St <laughs> you can just skim through it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this a rhyme or, or a, a rap? A riddle? Or, no, Is it a poem. A poem? No. Oh, he's got it. He's got it broken into Ian Landy. Yeah. This is a 2021 FE 501. You know, you know what happens when I when I see these like this? I know what's going on. Yeah. This bike is for sale. <laughs> <laughs> he's generated this list. He copied to and put pasted it. it. He, he's got it. <laughs> this bike is for sale. So if you want to buy Ian's Landy's Landing's bike, <laughs> let me tell you what it has. FMF pipe. It has a worn out Michelin, Michelin Desert Race and a golden fatty tire. At least you said worn out. I no, I said it. Oh. I'm I'm taking liberty to to look over. He has a magnetic lanyard kill switch. <laughs> so you know what the magnetic lanyard kill that's what you needed on your jet ski. That's yeah, what, a tether. <laughs> yeah, tethered kill switch because I like to make sure when I eat shit that my bike doesn't run away without me because <laughs> I've never had that happen before, but it sounds pretty cool because I don't know when that would ever happen, when it would get away. It's not like it's a watercraft. That's cool. Uh, sick ass turns. He has a lot of other stuff. Moto mined bomber kill switch, extended charging plug plug. That's just a back page of two engine. Let's see what he's done. Hey, he even he he has a recluse radius CX, and he even tells us the springs he's got in there. Oh wow! The sixteen B weights and six silver springs, which means he's he's running that thing right. He's got it. He's got it set up good. Boy, uh, four fifty MX throttle body, get ECU, 
custom tune California Cycle Works FPR. That's a lot of stuff. Chassis. I'm looking down. There's so many things on this. He's got axle blocks, Does steering he got damper, climb goggles. No, those are Scott goggles, by the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Scott goggles. Scott goggles that that Cooper over there is uh, trying to put it on there. I don't know whether this bike roosts or endos. I really can't tell. I'm torn. Logan, what do you think? Um, I can't see it because of the camo. So you can't. <laughs> Actually, I do kind of shark. I do kind of like his graphics. I like the shark. I kind of. I. It's. That's just. That's just uh, boisterous enough to just. The graphics just say "f you." <laughs> you know, just like you don't even have to talk to the guy. You know, he's. That's, he's the wheelie god. I don't know if he's the wheelie god. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> his plate looks pretty good. So. Okay, so. He's got H highway dirt bikes, hand guards, dashes relocated, ET racing radiator braces that are, by the way, blue. <laughs> he has a metal fuel pump filter. Traction control knob. Chris uh, Hitchcock says kill switch makes an endo for me at least. Oh, come on, Chris. <laughs> I think I'm with him on that. Really? You can I, donate it. I, donate the – oh, yeah, it, I need one. If you send, yeah, Ian, if you send uh, Cooper here your kill switch, uh, the bike might roost. <laughs> so, it's just I like the effort. I, I I have to I have to be at least consistent. I like the effort that he put into listing everything on his bike. Although I don't don't use this as an example. I don't want. Actually, you want to know what my biggest problem with this is? You printed out two extra pages on my printer, <laughs> and that cost me some money. Matt endoed. And Matt endoed on this one. This bike roost, Matt endoed. But so, but keep the keep keep the bullet. Let's go to the bullet point format. Or if you want to write a poem or a rap about your bike, we'll we'll be down with that. We're working on one ourselves, right, Logan? I just I that's like a country as song. As it's, as it's, you know, as it's submitted. Yeah, as it's submitted. Okay, so now we're down to the point of the show where we have to decide who is going to win the hundred bucks from Takamoto. Hey, does anybody have any uh, questions? Because Joe George, uh, he's here now, and he wants to know if we can start the show over from the beginning. What were we out wrestling cattle or something like that up in Montana, George? <laughs> I'll I'll give you the short version of the story. The story: Logan lost your sticker on his bike, and yeah. he wants to know whether his bike now roosts because of that. Well, it was the girl draped over my bike, so that tore it off. Want one? What? What? The girl that you draped over your bike tore your sticker off? No, 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 no. Or you're going to reshoot it with a girl draped over your bike? It was the the girl draped over my bike. Huh? The sticker? Yeah. Oh, that's weird, Logan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Logan. Logan, George's sticker is not a hot chick. This is George's sticker that I'm showing the camera right now. I can't because you got all this stuff. We have to decide. Uh, for sure, it's not uh, Kevin because he never unloaded his bike. <laughs> for sure, it's not Mike. I like I like Mike's list. <laughs> Plain and simple, made it uh, easy. Ian's for me. Ian's list like did it did it for me. Uh, I like I, Jeff. I like Jeff's Donald's picture. front fender. You know what? That? that was cool. Donald's bike is the most wide ranging claim of bike. If he did all that stuff with that bike, he gets it. That's yeah. it. It just, it just, you know, true or liar. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. 
that that bike's going to go Congrats, up there. Donald. Yeah, the wide ranging bike, Donald. Reach out to uh, Matt um, some way or another, and uh, Trevor Hunter, some guy named Trevor Hunter, says, what? "Why didn't my submission make the cut?" It's in the list. It's on the list. It, hey, comments. yeah, we went with the first five, no matter what they were. We there said was, we said we were doing that, and we did it. There so. Was yeah, so you got to be a little quicker on the gun. You got to be, you got to have those instant notifications for dirt bike tests turned on. Got to be quicker now. Yeah, make sure that's happening. Hey, everybody, everybody wants to know what kind of tequila I'm going to drink tonight. And tonight, oh, look at this. This is a Class A Azul. This is it's got the, the marble ball. <laughs> Plata. Tequila Class A Azul Plata. So this is a. We usually do the um, Reposado, but I have some of this, and I haven't had it for a little while, so I thought I'd give it a shot again. So we're going to go ahead and pull the Rooster Endo board right off the side of the screen here. Try not to break anything as we do this. So if you're into tequila like I am, uh, the Class A Azul, here's what you got to know about this. Hear that? That's a real nice... Yeah, that's the trick of those. Most people don't know that. So I'll have a little shot of that, and then as soon as... Cooper breaks my entire set here, which was put together by Logan. So that means it's going to fall apart. Is it? You got it? You're not going to break anything. I got it. I got it. You just okay. pour your tequila. I don't need to spill this. Again, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Uh, DDC, Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, I'm really bummed that nobody used the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. Nobody wants to talk to us. Do you feel slighted by that? Yeah, kind of sad. I know how good the Seat Concept seat is because I rode one for 1,500 miles back from uh, Idaho on my KTM 390 Adventure. Quite possibly the best seat that I've sat on for that long a period of time in a long time because that bike commands a uh, seated riding position. So thanks to Seat Concepts, thanks to their guys for getting that out really quick, and, uh, and made my putting it on. and putting it on. That guy was good. Staple he was. gun. He was good. He, he used a half-ass staple gun because that's all we could find out in the field, and uh, got that seat cover to stick. And I I tuned it up a little bit with an air stapler when I got back, and everything is good with that. Really nice foam, really good shape. I had like six different positions I could sit my butt on that seat, and all of them felt a little bit different for. Different levels of comfort on the long, what were we, 10-hour days? It was 7 to 7. So that's 12 then. Yeah. Yeah, 12-hour days. So good times. Uh, now, oh, yeah, hold on a second. Cooper, do we have any other questions? We don't, but we can thank our sponsors again. Mm -mm. We Not just again? did that. Um, you got any new words for us? Hey, does anybody, this, so the other Plata Azul is even better here in Ensenada. Uh, half the price of the U.S. Mm, okay, I'll have to pick some up next time I'm down there because that's it's Plata Azul. That's the name. Like I'm glad I didn't get to read that. Well, pla what would you say that word is? Plata. <laughs> yeah, probably Azul. <laughs> I think I only got the last one. Azul. Right. So one of the segments we're working on here is say it with Cooper. And so if you have an interesting motorcycle word, if you're in the chat right now, if you have an interesting motorcycle word, type it into the chat. So, so some of his favorites, I'll just, uh, run, run it, run it by you for, are uh, have been tidy tail, uh, the Bellevue washer, 
and alloy. So, so let me just use the, here, here's, I don't really want to do this. I'm going to use them in a sentence because it makes it easier to do this. And the thing is, is, uh, I was so pissed off at my Belleville washer that I stood up, tripped over my titty tail and I smashed my head into the alloy oil plug that I put on my brand new KTM. How does that sound? Sounds like you can be the next rapper. <laughs> so, um, alloy. What what is alloy? Uh, alloy. Like hi. Yeah. No. No, but what you know what it is? It's it's the it's alloy. Oh, I want to say it's that stuff you put a note on the sunbird. No, we went over this. <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get, get, I'm trying to see whether you're uh, confused on the spelling and how to say it or actually what it is. Well, what it is is like the like the grade of the aluminum, right? Or something? Yeah. Yeah, Bob's yeah. giving me the thumbs up. Yeah. So that's that's what alloy is. Yeah. And alloy. Alloy, like a pirate, right? That's usually ahoy. Oh. But you got it right. Yeah, you, you made it your own. Yeah. Yeah. You could start an alloy company. <laughs> if you don't know what we're Put talking about, shirt. you have to watch that. Oh, here's a word. Tony has a word for you. Magnesium. How'd you get that? Isn't that on the periodic table of elements or something? That's right. Yes, it's it is. Also on the side of your site cover. Yeah. Have you ever thrown magnesium in the fire? No. That's a good one. <laughs> That's an exciting one. Yeah. Good one, Tony. That was a good shot. That was almost... Is this Mad Libs now? Somebody says. Oh. Uh, Jet City Hoonigan. Oh, it's not even a word. Come on. That's a <laughs> word. That's a totally a word. That's pretty much any... I think good, I got that. That's any good new product on your motorcycle is because you're you're financially strapped. So most parts for you are duct tape and zip ties. Right, but but <laughs> there was a word there. We got to scroll that yeah. scroll that back up there. Uh, Say it. What does Jet City Hoonigan want? It's like Uno. Uh huh. Batanium. Uno batanium. Oh. Uno batanium. <laughs> that sounds cool, actually. Uno batanium. Yeah. It's a new metal. That you can never have. So if if you can't afford alloy, yeah, you definitely can't afford uno batanium. But but porkium is supposed to be a good porkium. Yeah, yeah. Did I say it right or no? No one's no no. Oh. You, you're you're gonna have to like learn how this one is. <laughs> so the best part is, imagine this is a podcast for a lot of people. They're not actually seeing the words in the chat, and they they don't know what's going on with this. Is it? Are you guys ever bringing the chat into the? into the main screen we need to do that again so everybody can see because they can see the word but now so now they're playing the same game because they don't see the word like we see it yeah and they're trying to figure out what the word is because yeah. of the way that you pronounced it i think they got the idea uno batanium yeah yeah okay no so, one's gonna tell me how to really say it no not till no. next episode okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm keeping a list Dave Black's got a question. He's asking, I'm considering buying a spare wheel set for the upcoming rallies. Is there a significant difference between DID, XL, or XL A60 compared to my... Logan, scroll down. Yeah, roll, Logan, scroll down. We can't see it. have to throw the new message. Stock Husky wheels on my 2020 FE501S. Absolutely. 
There's absolutely a difference. Um, there's a lot of differences in that. By the way, um, great company for wheels oh. is W. That's D U B Y A W. Uh huh. Wait, spell that again. D U B Y A W. That's how they say W down south. W. So, anyways, uh, I actually have a couple wheels there right now that I'm I dropped off a long time ago. I think they wanted to just throw them in the trash can as they were so destroyed, and they might be working on them at the moment. But the biggest difference is there's there's a certain stiffness, uh, Dave, to to all different wheel sets, and it depends on the 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 hub. A little more extent, the spokes, the type of spoking they do. There's different, like two cross and three cross. There's different ways to do this. There is also the stiffness of the rim. And this is the biggest thing that I feel, especially with the Excel A60. I feel like for the most part, it's too stiff. Unless I have a full tank of gas on one of the bikes I'm using for the rally stuff. But then it's it's like it's good sometimes and then it's just too stiff. So I would just go with more one of more of the standard wheel sets because your 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 stock stuff I would call it like soft or not as stiff. They build a certain amount of compliance into it. And when you start going to these stronger uh wheel sets with upgraded components, generally they tend to get a little bit stiffer. So I would um I mean they can build you essentially kind of like a a, a stock-ish wheel set. There's a lot of what we'll call price point um, wheels out there that you can buy. I've had some good success with some of them, and other ones have just been horrific. So um, I think when you're sticking to the more name brands, you understand what you're getting and a little more consistency. But if you call the guys at W, um, tell them you heard about it, heard about it here because uh, a good company, and they'll know that if you're listening to us, then um, – you have a better idea, and they'll treat you right, I'm sure. So we have a new question there, Logan? Uh, oh, a couple. A couple. Oh, here we go. More word. More words. This It's funny because uh, a riding coach, I think I know who this is. Oh, God, come on. Riding man. coach, uh, he, he switched his account just to uh, – I forgot to – Yeah, he switched his account just to kind of go a little incognito there. Uh, go ahead. George, look, George, don't be phonetically spelling this stuff out. Like, it's already confusing enough. He has no idea what you just did, George. Uh, you, you never... It's like the bubble gum, right? You ever do that when you're little? Spell it out. You're like, thermodynamics. Thermodynamics. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I thought that was a gimme. Oh, Thermodynamics. That's it. Master of Science. That's good. Dynamics. Dynamics. Cooper, what is this? Hold on. Is this a new word? Uh, I want to say Dubai, but no. Yeah, it's, yeah, I've only said it and spelled it out a couple times. Yeah. Oh, W. <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah. Is that the one he said W? Yeah. Right. W. <laughs> Spell it out. Okay. Oh, here we go. We've got a new word for you. Rick Levon has a new word for you. Tenery. Wow. I got it? Yeah. Yeah. Tenere is the pronounced, but tenere is okay. Yeah. It's like tannerite. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've got one. I'd type it in, but I don't have the, the ability to type in right now. 
I know. I just one that you probably spell it out. Yeah, I can't. If I say it, the problem is that if I say it, I won't won't get it right. But anyways, uh, so this is our segment. Uh, we're going to be doing this. So if you think of a word, if you stumble across a word that you know Cooper will stumble with, uh, bring it to us. We'll put it on the show. You Please just don't. You type it in or send it to us in the email, and uh, we'll make one of our guys here type it in. We're going to try to get that comment thing back up on the screen. Uh, anybody else have any questions out in uh, chat world? Because if you're, if you're listening to this show and you go, man, I wish I could ask that dude this question right now. If you listen to this show that long, hopefully you learned a couple things and you want to learn something more, just put it in the comments, wherever you're listening to this at. Uh, send us an email and we will get back to us. Uh, you can you can do the Instagram message or thing, chat, twit, DM. You can do that. <laughs> Hold on a second. Matt, don't, don't use your whole wad of words on one show here. I got all those three. Electron, neutron, proton. There we go. I want to give him some guineas. Yeah, he's trying to turn him into a scientist here. I, I want motorcycle words. Ooh. David Potts David got one. Yeah. And David Potts got one. I think I got that first one, but I don't know about the second one. Right. Your frame is made of this. Chromium. Chrome. Second word. Uh, Molly Denumum. Do you uh, know, ma'am? Molly be damned. Molly be damned. Huh? Okay, George. What? George, is that a word that <laughs> it has anything to do with motorcycles? Let's keep it. To, let's keep it to motorcycling. Camp Ognol. Ognol. Yeah. Okay, we're definitely derailing this train. Um, oh, you've got a good one? I just don't know how to spell it. Oh, well, that isn't going to do any good. Why don't you do your research and bring it to the next episode? Hey, we're going to do our uh, product product spotlight, and this is brought to you by... Who's it brought to you by? It's brought to you by... I know who it's brought to you by. Bulletproof Designs. Product Spotlight. So each week we talk about something we've been testing, using, and the reason I'm talking about this is because I was thoroughly impressed with something I already knew. So these are Scott's amplifier lenses. They fit in your uh, current Scott goggles. I have the little, I have the little, oh, it's right here on the side of the thing. I was going to read yeah. what, read what it says. It says, utilizes a unique light transformation curve to optimize contrast and clarity. Boy, I wonder what you would have said if you had to read that. <laughs> exactly what you just said. Okay, good. Here, why don't you read that? It's, the, it's, it's underneath the big letters there. Utilizes a unique light transformation curve to optimize contrast to and clarity. To what? Uh, to op to optimize. Okay, good. I, that, that was the word I thought you were going to struggle with. Yeah. So, basically, what this does is it makes said. it so you can see better. Um, do you want to read it in another language? Yeah, I got this. Okay, it's the little letters underneath the other one. Yeah, I'm fluent. La tech. Technology Opticure Amplifier A Uni Corby D Transmission Transmission Des Rayons This is French by the way Can you tell? Luminex <laughs> Unique Afin Deopnetizer Le Contrasti T La Luminosi That's good now, that's okay. At least it's not, if it was a Canadian guy, he'd probably be trying to bore out of his hole in the ground to try to come up and just tug you underground and 
do whatever they do underground with you. Uh, so back to these lenses. Not only is the is like the good thing about Scott goggles is I would call them a standard in the industry. They've been around for a long time. They know what they're doing. They make some of the best stuff. And if you if you were to say how does that goggle work? A lot of times coming into this discussion, it would always be compared compared back to the Scott, and that's because they're so good with their goggles. Their foam is excellent. They understand the sweat-absorbing technology. They have triple-layer foam on this particular goggle. And what I was surprised with was the lens because I was using a light transition lens, which probably wasn't the ideal thing because I was riding into the sun and then turning 180 degrees and riding away from the sun. And even those things, even though those lenses transition pretty quick, it takes a second. Yeah. And especially when the sun was kind of when I was looking up and then looking down to shadow things and up into the sun and looking down into shadow things at, you know, night motocross, I couldn't see the, I couldn't see the lines in the berms <laughs> heading into the sun. I put these things on and bingo, all of a sudden that there was no longer a problem. And Smoking I, Matt. I was, I was blown away. I smoked Matt all night. No problem. It's different, different area codes there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matt's still just getting his, his moto feet. Under him. You should come to the track sometime. I know yeah, you're scared it. of jumps. It'll help with your speed, but you can't be grabbing the front brake like that. You want to play that one more time? Oh, no. Let's run that one more time. This is uh, this is Cooper on uh, medium-level braking performance. So notice he was going a little too fast. We caused the problem, and then he wanted to slow down, so he tried to get all Our pretty big okay? X-trainer is... I did. I tried to take out Jimmy. That was well, the whole plan. I, I moved. I, I Well, here, if you would have watched the video for inclusion, I actually rode into the bush and just set the bike there. I didn't have to put the kickstand down. I hopped off of it, and you know, I wanted to make sure he was okay. He he barely, where he was going down was a giant pile of logs. Oh, one more time. Yeah, so, so you see this big, giant pile of logs and stuff? You just barely missed that stuff. That would have hurt. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're, you're okay. He actually asked you if you're okay. I never got that. Now I'm usually yelling at you because you scratched the bike already. <laughs> I got a couple think with your head fingers and everything. Yeah. Y'all, uh, yeah. Oh, I pointed at the head while we were riding. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. If you would have been wearing these goggles, you probably would have seen that you were going a little too fast and you would have started using the brakes a little bit earlier and not yeah. try to do it all at once. So anyways, uh, Scott amplifier lenses, super awesome. You can get them. They come equipped in some of the goggles uh, otherwise. And this frame is the Prospect amplifier. This is the blue, white, gold chrome works edition. So uh, good grip for it won't slide down your helmet. No, the and they have the the outrigger. The prospect has the outriggers and stuff that helps keep that strap outside of the thing. Uh, if you have any questions, if you have things that you want us to test or try, uh, let us know. We can a lot of times do that. It kind of gives us a little bit of a a little bit of a point in the direction of things that you guys want to know about. We have been testing, do test uh, lots of things over these years, so we have a pretty good knowledge base trying to get these kids to do a little bit more work so I don't have to. Um, and then I can kind of teach them how to properly test products. Go check out www.dirtbiketest.com to see all the stuff we've been doing. Trevor has, if you want to know about 250F off-road bikes, Trevor's been doing a lot there. 
Uh, we have some YZ450 FX modifications, how to take one of those and go race it competitively at the highest level or at your level, whatever it is. That's always good to see. Some of our quick little, we're actually starting to do a lot more little tech videos, little tech tips and stuff. So those are on a couple of our different uh, YouTube channels. Check that stuff. Um, like it. Share it. If you have a buddy that's asking you stupid questions all the time, have him ask me those questions because I'll put him in his place. Make no, him call in. No, have him call in too yep. on our uh, Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. I won't be that mean. And Desert Adventures says, Do you like bladders and the PDS shocks? So as opposed to the piston, the um, separate chambers, I guess mm-hmm. is what he's asking. Um, it changes it changes the feel. And I it it depends on the whole rest of the setup because the best PDS shock I ever rode had a bladder on it. And I think at the time that it was George ESP is the one that built this thing, and he just said, Hey, you gotta try this, because he kind of stumbled across something. Because the PDS at the time kind of same thing, like we were talking about, had this kind of harshness when that second piston really started working, that bladder took some of it out of it. So a lot of my, and this was 2005 to 2007 era, that's the way we were going with this, uh, with the, a, a bladder setup, I believe. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, but you know, there's been a lot of itinerations because now he's back to, we're just back to using the, 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 uh, piston the second or what do they call that when it's the it's a divider divider, yeah the divider inside there so you have an air charge chamber and the other side is oil and it's moving a piston actually inside of the shock reservoir as opposed to having oil going in there and running a a bladder inside of that shock reservoir so i i like i like bladders because usually they come with a a schrader valve and they're easier for me to recharge (laughs) and easier to service as opposed to having some kind of a special tool um, but you can also buy caps now that allow you to use, you set the, you set the piston height inside there and you're able to do that. And Rick Levon says he likes my bib change video. I didn't like that because I was drinking Coors Light. <laughs> that was, that was a little bit rough. Mark Daniels says Subaki chain. Why did you say that? Cause you know, I was, the... oh, now I know how to say it. Cooper. Oh, it was a word. Oh, yeah. say that. That's a good word. That's a good one. It's funny. I was, I was, I rode for that chain company for the longest time. They were one of my, they were one of my sponsors back when I was desert racing. I'm not going to say it again. You say it. That's your job. Did you say like Tabasco chain or something? Yes, I did. I said Tabasco chain. That's how you would say that. No, to Subaki chain. It's close. Subaki. Yeah. You just take the T out of it. Subaki chain. Yeah. So why that? Why is there a T? Because it's Japanese. Oh, I like to add. Tsunami. Tsunami? How do you spell it? Oh. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, Cooper. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Good one there, uh, Mark. Uh, That was actually excellent. I thought thought he was referring back to. uh, I broke my mic stand here. I think it's done for the show. This is is a sign. This means we need to quit. So, hey, everybody, scroll up, make sure we got all the rest of the questions there, Logan. We're good. Uh, we're all good. We'd like to thank uh, Bulletproof Designs for sponsoring this goggle segment right here. Uh, they have handguards for most of the 2023 models. They're coming out, available soon for pegs for the 23 models. 
and they have 22 KTM group products swap over to the newer models too. Right, because KTM, this is not a big uh, model year change to the 23s, at least the ones that have been uh, released, especially with the, the hard parts. Yeah, there's some motor changes and stuff, but uh, that's uh, that's everything. Hey, like us on uh, like us on um, the Twitter book grinder space page thing with Twit. Hey, what happened to our, what, what kind of account do we have somebody building for us? TikTok. Uh, TikTok. 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 Yep. Yeah. So we'll somebody make another one. Somebody built us a TikTok that didn't work. And one of you guys has to figure that out because I'm not going to do it. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining in. Thanks for watching. And we will uh, see you, I think, next Tuesday. I'm going to have to be remote next Tuesday. You can make it work if you want. We can make it work. Hey, uh, Maximus, is your is your dad going to come in the next show? <laughs> I heard. I, I didn't know about this. I heard, I heard your dad came in and gave his place a checkout. Yeah. We're okay? We passed my background pass chat? Passed. With all this liquor I'm around. all good? <laughs> I know. They're, hey, well... I mean, you see me just pounding this stuff all the time, right? I'm just walking around here bouncing off the walls and uh, no, stuff. No, you barely even touch it. I know. <laughs> I try my best. Hey, Brad, salute to Jimmy and the entire crew. Thanks for the show. Hey, Brad, thanks a lot. And uh, my wife says, I'm taking care of my wife next week. So, I, yeah. yes, I am. And Good husband. Good husband. Okay. With that, we will uh, see you out on the trail. See you on Cheers.